Wow, it's good to look out. So not everyone went away for spring break, it looks like. I'm really grateful for that. Arlene Barman, I'm really grateful you didn't go away for spring break. I'm glad you played the piano this morning. That was awesome. You are a blessing to us. Just, I'm glad Brendan and Travis and Di and Brett didn't go away and could lead us in worship this morning. And uh, I'm glad that Jessica and Crow and eventually you're going to hear from Jill were willing to share their testimonies with us this morning. That's powerful. And it, and it, and it, you're preaching the message for me this morning that, that every story can be redeemed. Well, my name's Matt and I'm on the team here at Victory Point. Got a quick question for you. What's significant about this date? June 6, 1944. Any history buffs? Come on. D-Day. June 6, 1944. During World War II, on June 6, 1944, a battle of epic proportions began. The Battle of Normandy. It was codenamed Operation Overlord. D-Day was the day that over like 155,000 plus Allied troops and forces landed on five separate beaches synchronized on France's Normandy's region. Overland was, it was the largest air, land, and sea assault ever undertaken before or since. It included 5,000 ships, 11,000 airplanes. And when the ramps went down, young men, ages 18, 19, you know, early 20s, carrying 80 pounds of equipment, when the ramps went down on those landing crafts, they jumped, swam, ran, crawled to the cliffs across 200 yards of beach under heavy fire and mortar. It was a costly battle. Casualties were high. But by late August 1944, all of northern France had been liberated. And by the following spring, the Allies had defeated the Germans and brought World War II to an end. Those Normandy landings, D-Day, have been called the beginning of the end of the war. Some 2,000 years ago, an even more epic battle was waged. On a cross outside Jerusalem, the Son of God, Jesus willingly gave his life for ours. No one took it, mind you. He surrendered it. He gave it freely. Now the enemy, the devil, he thought that he'd finally won. He thought he'd finally won. Little did he understand it was the beginning of the end of the war for him. In death, Jesus was actually winning the battle. And because of his resurrection, sin and death are now forever swallowed up in victory. Resurrection day is D-Day for the kingdom of God. It's D-Day for the kingdom of God. Sure, skirmishes still happen and exist between good and evil. We still battle sin and we still experience death. I mean, the the videos are testimony to that. We, We still battle. We still battle. But because of the cross, we know who wins the war, right? Jesus. Jesus wins the war. The devil has already lost. His days are numbered. And as people of the cross, as people of the resurrection, we are on the winning side. Today, ironically, right, is April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. The cross and that empty tomb are the ultimate April Fool's joke. Death did not lead to death. Death actually led 
to life. Let's just pray. Father, we are, we are excited to gather here this morning. We gather around good news. We gather inside of good news. We gather because of good news. That death does not have the final say. That sin is not our ultimate reality. That because of Jesus' death and because of his resurrection that we remember and celebrate this morning, we are a people of victory. So speak to us this morning. Speak victorious words to us this morning. Inspire us with your power and with your hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, if you've been traveling with us here at Victory Point uh, during the season of Lent, you know that we've been traveling through the Gospel of Mark during the season of Lent. We've been journeying through the Gospel of Mark, asking everyone to read about two chapters a week. And I hope that you've done that. I hope that it's been a good discipline for you. And I just want to encourage you to continue it. Now that you've started, you've got a practice going of reading a couple chapters of scripture a week. Keep it going. Find a new book. Find a new gospel. The series was called Following Our King. Excuse me, Following Our King. And that's what we did, right? We followed our king. We followed King Jesus through the gospel of Mark. And then last week, we followed him into Holy Week. And we gathered here Thursday, like I mentioned, and, and we, we gathered around Jesus, remembering his words and his, his moments with his disciples leading up to his arrest. And then hopefully, as you, as you read in Mark this week, um, on Friday, you were very mindful of, of the crucifixion. And this morning, we find ourselves at the end now of Mark. And we're in Mark 16. So if you have a Bible, I encourage you to, to find Mark chapter 16. If you want to follow along on a device, that's awesome. There's Bibles in the back if you'd like one. It'll be on the screen as well. Listen to these words, these familiar words, yet still powerful words. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. They entered the tomb and they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. It was an angel, right? Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling, obviously, and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. He has risen simple question do you believe this i mean like like i know we know it but really do you believe this he has risen i love it exactly if it's true and it is it's true there's too many lives that have been lived changed and transformed for it not to be true it's true and if it's true what does this say about our god about what he is capable of. What does this say about us and what's available to us? Now certainly, right? Certainly there are theological implications 
that resulted with Jesus's death and resurrection. I mean, here's, here's just some of them. You know, like 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Here's what happened in Jesus's death and resurrection. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Colossians 2.14, Paul says it this way. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he's taken it away. It's been taken away, nailing it to the cross. 1 Peter 3.18, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you and me, us, to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. In some mysterious and wonderful way that that I don't even know how to explain completely, on the cross, Jesus absorbed all of our sin. He, He took it into himself. He took it upon himself. He absorbed all of our sin to himself. He also absorbed all of God's judgment and all of God's punishment in wrath for disobedience and sin. He he took all of that into himself. And spiritually, because of Jesus' death and because of his resurrection, there's now this great exchange available to all of us that, that Jesus received what you and I deserved. And instead, now we receive forgiveness. Sin no longer has to separate us from the Father. Because Jesus' death has satisfied the Father and he bridged the separation. Jesus has become the way, the only way back to the Father. And it's a free gift. It's all grace. And all, the, all these truths, I mean, are absolutely true. They are all true. And there's more depth to them theologically. There really is. But sometimes I think we can make things too theological. And you know me, I'm a simple person. I'm I'm simple. Consider the simple truth of the resurrection. Someone who died came back to life. There's the simple truth of the resurrection. Someone was dead and now they're alive. Death was transformed into life. And this has huge implications. Apparently, our God is the universal expert on bringing dead things to life. He's the universal expert on bringing dead things to life. And do you understand what that means? Here's what this means. It means the enemy, the devil, never gets the last word. He never gets the last word. He can't tell us when something is done, finished, over, or hopeless. He has no power to do that anymore. A whole bunch of people thought those things one Friday a few thousand years ago. They thought it was done. They thought it was over. They thought it was finished. All their hopes and were, were crucified on the cross. But then on Sunday morning, God turned their world upside down. Jesus rose from the dead. Hope walked out of the grave and now is available to everyone. The resurrection of Jesus means that there's nothing, big letters, nothing beyond God's reach. It means that no matter what's going on in your story right now, whatever in your life right now feels like brokenness, separation, defeat, disappointment, feels like even like death, there is hope. 
The good news of the resurrection is this. God can redeem all stories. Do you believe that? You bet. I like this guy. Sit up front all the time, dude. Don't go to kid zone. Just stay in here. God can redeem all stories. God has the power to make dead things breathe again. This is the Easter story. What is the Easter, the Easter story demonstrates is that no matter how big our disappointments are, no matter how big our failures are, no matter how big our brokenness, our weariness, our frustration, our sin, God's bigger. God's bigger. You feel like you've let him down? You feel like you've let yourself down? You feel like life has let you down? God's bigger. No matter what has happened, no matter what is happening in your story, the story of Easter is seriously good news. There's not a story in this room that God cannot turn around for your benefit and for his glory. None. Not a story in this room that God can't redeem. God is saying, I'm big enough to take your story and to bring good into your world and to bring glory to himself. The resurrection is proof of that. What looked like defeat actually was triumph. God, our God, listen to this, you guys. Our God, he's kind of good at repairing broken things. He, he's, he's really good at putting things right. About, he, he's really good at making dead things come to life again. I mean, think about it. Like, he raised his son from the dead. You don't think he can handle what's going on in your life? He can. He absolutely can. I mean, I'm a witness to that. You're a witness to that. The people on the video are witnesses to that. I've experienced it. You have. I've experienced resurrection. I was once lost, but now I'm found. I mean, I I was once a slave to my sin. Now I've been freed. Doesn't mean I don't battle it, but, but I've experienced resurrection power and salvation in my life. I've, I've, there's relationships in my life that, that, felt broken at times, that, that felt like, like, like they were experiencing death. And now I can stand up here and say, I, they feel like resurrection to me now. They feel like life. They, they, they feel like God has, has breathed and woken them up and transformed them. I've seen relationships. I've seen relationships, had people in my life that I've walked with that for all practical purposes were heading for divorce. And those people are married now. And, they're, and it's, it's, it's stronger than ever. There's nothing outside of the realm of God's power and God's possibility. The message of Easter. It's the simple message of Easter. God can redeem all stories if you let him. If you let him. If you let him into your story. So that's a big question this morning, isn't it? Have you? Have you let God into your story? Are you living a story right now that that feels like death and brokenness and hopelessness and is in desperate need of resurrection? Have you invited God in? Have you asked him to come in? Because the only way to experience resurrection, life, and victory over sin and death is by letting them in. There's, you have to like surrender. You have to let go. You have to die to yourself. There is no resurrection without death. That's what makes resurrection so powerful. It, it, it was death and now it's life. 
You, you got to be willing to, to let go and let God. We have to bring our lives to the cross before God brings our lives out of the grave, right? We, we do, yeah. We got to bring our lives to God, to the cross, before God brings our lives out of the grave. I think that's why Paul described it like this in that familiar passage, Galatians 2.20. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live now. The life I live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God. I'm, I'm letting God's resurrection power live through me. And when we surrender, when we invite, when we give over our lives to God, and invite him to have it. He comes. He comes. He comes in. And, and through the Holy Spirit, he brings resurrection power with him. Don't you love this verse in Ephesians? I'm going to read it here because I can't read the top words. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And this, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power that's in us, it's the same power, the same mighty strength that God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. When you give your life over to Christ and you invite life into your into your, when you invite Christ into your life and he comes, he brings resurrection power with him and he wants to apply it to all of your life. Not just your eternity, to all of your life right here and right now. These, these, these testimonies that you saw on video so far and you'll see one more, they're witnesses to that. Not of an easy life, but of a life redeemed because of the power of Jesus. You know, I'm claiming that right now in my life. I, I got something going on right now that I'm, I'm clinging to the resurrection power. On Thursday, some of you guys know this story, but on Thursday, I left my house, was not even out of my subdivision, coming here to the Monday Thursday, and uh, I get a call from my mom. My mom, Kathy, my stepdad, Jay, they live on Anna Maria Island in Florida. My wife and two youngest kids had, had left after school that day to drive down there for spring break. My plan was to join them tonight. I get this call from my mom. And so I pick up. And you know how you get some, like a call sometimes and you, like at the very first word, you can tell something's wrong. And so the very first word I could tell, like, you know, I said, hey mom, how's it going? Not good. You know, and she went on to share with me that my stepdad, but you know what? He's my dad. He, he's been in my life since I was in fourth grade. Um, he'd had a catastrophic heart attack, you know, and uh, my mom had to, perform CPR, like until the ambulance came. And they had to like shock him nine times and finally got him breathing again. Uh, but he's, you know, he's been in a coma since then. He's in the hospital right now, you know, down in Bradenton. And uh, I'm believing in the resurrection power today. And I'm claiming resurrection life. You know, I, I'm, I'm claiming John 11, 11, when, when, when Jesus, you know, was going to see Lazarus, he said, my friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. I'm going to wake him up. I, I'm, I'm claiming that, that Jesus would show off today on Resurrection Sunday in wake up my father and that there would be no brain damage. 
And uh, that's what we're believing. But you know what? Here's the deal. And I can say this with complete honesty. Whether Jesus heals him in life or in death, I'm okay. He's okay. Because death doesn't get the final word. Because resurrection life, he's going to experience resurrection life, whether it's right now in this story or, you know, when God takes him. He's he's good. He's okay. And and sure, I I will be sad. And, And, you know, I'm not even sure it's all sunk into me. It probably will when I get down there tonight and be around everybody. But, um... I might be sad, but I won't despair. I won't despair because the resurrection changed everything. The resurrection means the devil doesn't get the last word. It means death isn't the end. You know, never let, never let the devil put a period into your story because there's more to the story. And I'm believing that for him. And, and I, I'm trusting God because my only comfort in life and in death is my faithful savior, Jesus Christ, who loves me gave himself up for me and gave himself up for my dad. The whole backdrop, the backdrop of the Easter story, it, what, what could be viewed as the worst day in history is actually the best day in our story. It, it's the best day in our story. God has the power to turn any story around for, his, for our good and for his glory. The story of Easter is God can redeem all stories. So I'd, I'd welcome your prayers. I, I know you'll be praying now. So I appreciate the prayers for, for my father, Jay. But, but that's what I'm walking through right now. What are you walking through? You're walking through stuff. You're walking through stuff. I know you are. What, what, what are you walking through? What, what relationship or career or failure, insecurity, betrayal? Maybe you've gotten a diagnosis. Maybe somebody did something to you or you did something to somebody. What feels like death and brokenness right now in your life? Would you receive and believe the good news this morning? God wants to redeem it. God can redeem it. He has the power to redeem it and transform it, to bring good into it and from it. So don't give up. Don't stop. Invite him in. Allow him to bring resurrection power to bear in your life with whatever's going on. You know, with today, we, we finish following the king through the gospel of Mark. But we continue following our king beyond it. We serve, obey, and follow a resurrected king. And we are a people of the resurrection. So my advice is don't spend too much on a headstone. Because that's death, death doesn't get the final say. Don't worry about that. Death isn't the end. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Resurrection life begins now. Till he returns or calls me home. I'm going to stand in the power of Christ, like we say. Till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, we stand. That's absolutely true. The message of Easter is this. God redeems all stories. Yours too. Watch this.